Hey, so listen, uh, I got my mom and dad on FaceTime here. So they're here celebrating Christmas with us. So if you would uh, say Merry Christmas, that'd be wonderful. Merry. They say Joya Noel, that's my French mama, and Merry Christmas. They're in Palo Alto, Bay Area, and so we're going to have them join us. I know I, uh, I mentioned to you, come in your pajamas, and, and uh, some of you did, and I got, uh, I got new slippers, so I've got my new slippers that I'm wearing uh, this morning as we uh, celebrate Christmas together. Hey, let me tell you a story about uh, Santa Claus, the real Santa Claus. Did you know that the real Santa Claus, the one that, that we named Santa Claus after St. Nicholas, uh, that he was a lover of Jesus and a follower of him and a worshiper of Jesus. He was a 4th century saint. He was Greek. He became a bishop in, in Myra. It was in the area of Asia Minor, which today is modern-day Turkey. And it was said of, of St. Nicholas that he was a miracle worker. He was faithful and he was loved by many in his community. It was said that he was the patron saint of sailors, of merchants, archers, of repentant thieves, and mostly the patron saint of children. He was a wealthy man because when his parents died, they left him a lot of money. And so with that money, he chose, I'm going to be kind to the poor. And he would give away his money It was often told that he would leave gifts for children and families who did not have much. And he'd leave gifts and he'd make sure that nobody knew it was him as he left these gifts for them. Sometimes it was told that he would come by a house and he knew there was a family that was especially in need and he would take gold coins and he would toss them through their open windows to bless them at Christmas time. One of the great legends of St. Nicholas was that there was a family who had three daughters. And the the father didn't have any money. And so the three daughters would have been very poor and basically would not have survived without going um, going into work that just wasn't appropriate. And because he cared for this family and those three daughters, the legend goes that he climbed to the top of the roof for the first daughter who was of marrying age. And he took a bag of gold and he threw it down the chimney. And the legend goes that the stockings that were being warmed by the fire, that that bag of gold fell into the stockings. And then the the daughter was able to be married and have a good life. And then he did that for the second daughter and the third as well. He was one who would send gifts and he always wanted to be anonymous in who he was. And he would sneak out in the middle of the night to bring a gift. The Dutch heard these incredible stories. And the Dutch ended up loving St. Nicholas. And he was called Sinterklaas, which is where we get Santa Claus. But the most important truth that you need to know about Santa Claus, Sinterklaas, was this is who he was a man who worshipped Jesus. And so this morning, we celebrate the birth of Jesus and his life and his gift to us. I wanted to look at the Christmas story 
the real Christmas story from the eyes of children. Let me show you this video. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have what? I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. <laughs> so Mary... And Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, The only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, A new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wife then heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, that I have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, ring, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably because the room is very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's going to be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby i ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is going to change the world. Wonderful Christmas through the eyes of children. I love that. Let me remind you of the story out of Matthew and about the visit from three wise men. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. 
And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and the teachers of the law, he asked them, Where is the Christ? Where is he to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea. They replied, For this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will rule, and he will be the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found them, found out from them the exact time that the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and he said, Go and make a careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen in the east was ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down again and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. I love that story, and I love being reminded of that story as as we study the Scriptures. And one of the things that I love about the three wise men who came to visit is they came presenting gifts to the Lord. They came to worship Him. And they presented to baby Jesus... Wonderful gifts of gold, gold for the king. And wonderful gifts of frankincense, that which was to anoint and to represent deity. And wonderful gifts of myrrh that would be for his death someday. This great king that they came to worship. And you know, I was thinking, I was thinking the other day just about even the gifts themselves. You know, one of the things that happened right after as Herod, in in full rage and fury, came to wipe out all the children in the town. And so Joseph and Mary and Jesus fled to Egypt. And you know what? I think those wonderful gifts from those three wise men allowed them to flee. It gave them money for the journey. Isn't it amazing how God provides right in the middle of that? But these beautiful gifts... And you know what, today, today is Christmas. Today is the birthday of Jesus. And one of the things I want us to all think about in the midst of us enjoying and, and reflecting on, on the gift of the Lord, and then we give gifts to one another, and we had fun this morning opening up some gifts. We still have a lot more to go, which is looking forward to. But the question for all of us is, what gifts can we give to our Lord Jesus on his birthday? What would he absolutely love from us? And so I wanted us to think through, on this Christmas Day, gifts that we could give to Jesus. And I want you as a family, when you go home today, to to talk about what gifts can you in your life give to Jesus on this, his birthday. One of the greatest gifts, I think, that we can give, like the wise men, as they traveled... They had their binoculars. And you know what? One of the things 
in a gift to Jesus is the gift is that we're always seeking after him. The wise men were seeking after him. And do you remember when the shepherds, all of a sudden it was told to them that a Savior has been born unto you? What did they do? Let us go find this baby that we've been told about. Let us seek after him so that we can go and worship him. And so they ran quickly and responded to the angel of the Lord. May one of the gifts that we give to Jesus this Christmas is a gift that we are seeking after him. That we are looking for him, to know him more, to draw close to him. The shepherds and the men from afar went after him. Matthew 7 says this, When you seek me, here's the promise, you shall find me. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. For everyone who asks receives, and to the one who seeks, they shall find. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened unto them. And so pursue Jesus. Maybe some of you are just considering who Jesus is. Maybe you're like the shepherds. Maybe you're like the wise men from afar. Let us go seek after him so that we may come to know him and worship him. The gift of binoculars and seeking after The greatest gift that we can give to Jesus on this Christmas and in our lives, the gift after we've sought after him and we've found him, is the gift of our heart. That we would come to a place where not only do we seek after him, but that we understand who he is, that he is the son of God, he is God in the flesh. That Jesus didn't come to stay to be a baby. He came to die on the cross for our sin. And he rose again. And the promise is that whoever believes upon him, whoever believes upon the Son, baby Jesus, shall not perish but have life everlasting. That's the promise of the loving Father. And when you seek after him, you will find him. And once you've found him, open your heart to him. That is the best gift that you could give Jesus ever. And then let him just pour into your heart all of his love and his joy and his hope and his life. Let him pour into you. The gift of your heart. The next gift that I think we can give to Jesus is a watch. The gift of time. That we spend time with our Lord that we don't get so caught up in our busy days that we lose focus of who he is. The gift of our Savior with time to him. And we can spend that. One of the things we need that's another gift to him is we need something that we can kneel on so that we can be in prayer in our time. Talking with the Father. You see, he came in the flesh so that he could have relationship with us, each and every one of us. And it's real, and it's personal, and it's close. And so when we go, and we pray, and we get on our knees, or wherever we are in prayer, that we're spending time talking to the Father, talking to our Lord, to our Savior. And he loves to enter in. Draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. Spend time with me. I long to spend time with you. Let me fill you full of my life. 
Will you give the gift of time and be in prayer and in your time that you're in the Word, that you're in truth, knowing Him more, understanding who He is, thanking God for who He is, that you're spending time and, and Lord, I want to give you the gift of my time and your truth so that I can know you on a deeper level. And as I know you more and as I come in prayer, you fill me full of yourself and Thank you, Jesus. But to understand, what a wonderful gift for Jesus on his birthday. The next gift I think that we can give him that is a wonderful blessing to him is a compass, and it's saying to Jesus, I will be obedient to you. I will follow you where you take me. Your direction, true north. Lord, I want to I follow your ways because they are good and they are right and they are pure and they are holy. And so we say to our Lord, to our baby Jesus, here's my gift of obedience to you. I surrender my heart. I surrender all of my being. I want to follow you because you bring me into life. Forgive me, Father, when I go the other way and I, I try to go south when I know your compass is pointing north, help me to obey. I want to give you that gift. Happy birthday, Jesus. Here is my life. Second John says, I ask that we love one another. And this is love that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. In obedience and in following him, we walk in love. Here's another gift we can give baby Jesus. It's a stack of thank you cards. Our whole lives belong to him. He has given us so much. And to be a people who say thank you. And in all things that we are thankful for the gift of salvation. We are thankful for the gift of life. We are thankful for all that God has surrounded us with. We're thankful that that He's given us just breath for the day. And that you spend time today writing thank you cards to Jesus. He loves that gift. And actually, it's His greatest desire, oh, that you would be a thankful people in all things. This is the will of God, that your hearts are thankful. Because we are thankful that God came in the flesh for us. Write Him a thank you card today. A wonderful gift for Jesus. And then the last gift that I think is the most beautiful gift and that Jesus would absolutely love is this oil lamp. You know, in the tabernacle, the priest would walk in and come in to worship. And there was a menorah in there with many lamps, oil lamps. And they would light that as they came in to worship the Lord And also to symbolize that he is the light of the world. The great gift that we can give Jesus is our worship and our praise. Just like the wise men came and praised him and glorified him. Just like the shepherds in the field, as they were transformed by the love of God, came and worshipped and they went away from that place glorifying God. They couldn't stop talking about it. And so let us give Jesus as a gift for his birthday, worship and praise. Let me pray, and then we're going to 
sing and celebrate some more. Father, I just thank you for the gift of your son. And Father, we want to be like the wise men from afar. We want to come and and give gifts to you because you are worthy. And so, Father, may we continue to seek after you. And when we find you, Father, may we open our hearts to you like Lydia did and Philippi, and her heart was transformed, and her household was baptized, and she changed the whole course of Christianity in her little town as she surrendered her heart to you. And Father, I pray that we give you gifts of of our life and our time. Help us to be in the Word and to, to follow you in obedience, Father. We are so thankful. And so we come... And this morning together, we say, happy birthday, Jesus. We love you. We adore you. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. You are Prince of peace. You are mighty God. And we celebrate with you, with a couple million angels rejoicing in you. In your precious name, amen.